0: Letter sixty one of Pamela, volume two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Jule Niedermeyer. Pamela, volume two by Samuel Richardson. Letter sixty one. From the same. My honored papa and mamma. We have nothing but joy and festivity in this house, and it would be endless to tell you the congratulations the happy family receives every day from tenants and friends. Mr. B., you know, was always deemed one of the kindest landlords in England, and his tenants are overjoyed at the happy event which has given them a young landlord of his name. For all those who live in that large part of the estate, which came by Mrs. B., his mother, we are much afraid of having any of sir jacob swinford's family for their landlord who they say are all made up of pride and cruelty and would have racked them to death insomuch that they had a voluntary meeting of about twenty of the principal of them to rejoice on the occasion and it was unanimously agreed to make a present of a piece of gilt plate to serve as basin for the christening to the value of one hundred guineas on which is to be engraven the following inscription in acknowledgment of the humanity and generosity of the best of landlords and as a token of his tenants joy on the birth of a son and heir who will it is hoped inherit his father's generosity and his mother's virtues this piece of plate is with all due gratitude presented as a christening basin to all the children that shall proceed from such worthy parents and the descendants at the end of time by the obliged and joyful tenants of the maternal estate in Bedfordshire and Gloucestershire, the initials of whose names are under engraving it. Then I shall follow the first letters of each person's Christian and surname. What an honour is this to a landlord, in my opinion very far surpassing the misnomer and free gifts which we read of in some kingdoms on extraordinary occasions, some of them like this, for here it is all truly spontaneous, a free gift indeed, and Mr. B. took it very kindly, and has put off the christening for a week, to give time for its being completed and inscribed as above. The Earl and Countess of C. and Lord and Lady Davis are here, to stand in person at the christening, and you cannot conceive how greatly my lady davis is transported with joy to have a son and heir to the estate she is every hour almost thanking her dear sister for him and reads in the child all the great qualities she forms to herself in him tis indeed a charming boy and has a great deal if one may judge of a child so very young of his father's manly aspect the dear lady herself is still but weak but the joy of all around her and her spouse's tenderness and politeness give her cheerful and free spirits, and she is all serenity, ease, and thankfulness. Mrs. B., as soon as the danger was over, asked me for her letter with the black seal. I had been very earnest to get it from Mr. B., but to no purpose, so was forced to tell who had it. She said, but very composedly, She was sorry for it, and hoped he had not opened it. He came into her chamber soon after, and I demanded it before her. He said he had designed to ask her leave to break the seal, which he had not yet done, nor would without her consent. "'Will you give me leave, my dear,' said he, to break the seal. "'If you do sir, let it not be in my presence. But it is too serious.' "'Not, my dear.' "'Now the apprehension is so happily over. "'It may now add to my joy and my thankfulness on that account.' "'Then do as you please, sir. "'But I had rather you would not.' "'Then here it is, Miss Darnford. "'It was put into your hands, and there I place it again.' "'That's something like,' said I, "'considering the gentleman. "'Mrs. B., I hope we shall bring him into good order between us in time.' "'so I returned it to the dear writer, "'who put it into her bosom. "'I related to Lady Davis when she came this circumstance, "'and she, I believe, has leave to take it with her. "'She is very proud of all opportunities now "'of justifying her brother's choice "'and doing honour to his wife with Lady Betty C., "'who is her great favourite, "'and who delights to read Mrs. B.'s letters. "'You desire to know, my honoured papa,' how mr b passes his time and whether it be in his lady's chamber no indeed catch gentlemen the best of them in too great a complacence that way if you can what then does he pass his time with you polly you are pleased to ask what a disadvantage a man lies under who has been once a rake but i am so generally with mrs b that when i tell you sir his visits to her are much of the polite form, I believe I answer all you mean by your questions, and especially when I remind you, sir, that Lord and Lady Davis and the Earl and Countess of C. and your unworthy daughter are at dinner and supper-time generally together. For Mrs. Andrews, who is not yet gone back to Kent, breakfasts, dines, and sups with her beloved daughter, and is hardly ever out of her room. Then, sir, Mister B, the Earl, and Lord Davers, give pretty constant attendance to the business of Parliament, and now and then sup abroad. So, sir, we all upon honour. And I could wish only that your facetiousness always gives me pleasure, as it is a token that you have your much desired health and freedom of spirits, that even in jest, my mamma's daughter might pass unquestioned. "'But I know why you do it. "'It is only to put me out of heart to ask to stay longer. "'Yet I wish—' "'But I know you won't permit me to go through the whole winter here. "'Will my dear papa grant it, do you think, "'if you were to lay the highest obligation upon your dutiful daughter "'and petition for me? "'And should you care to try? "'I dare not hope it myself. "'But when one sees a gentleman here who denies his lady nothing— "'It makes one wish, methinks, that Lady Downford was as happy in that particular as Mrs. B. "'Your indulgence for this one winter, or, rather, this small remainder of it, "'I make not so much doubt of, you see, madam. "'I know you'll call me a bold girl, but then you always, when you do, condescend to grant my request, "'and I will be as good as ever I can be afterwards.' I will fetch up all the lost time, rise an hour sooner in the morning, go to bed an hour later at night. Flower my papa anything he pleases, read him to sleep when he pleases, put his gout into good humour when it will be soothed. And Mrs. B., to crown all, will come down with me by permission of her sovereign lord, who will attend her, you may be sure, and will not all this do to procure me a month or two more? If it won't, why then, I will thank you for your past goodness to me, and with all duty and cheerfulness bid adieu to this dear London, this dearer family, and tend a still dearer Papa and Mamma, whose dutiful daughter I will ever be, whilst Polly Darnford. End of Letter 61